You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Earth Station One. This is a pretty big episode for us. This is the first episode of Earth Station One where we are going Facebook Live as we are recording. So every Monday night uh, for the near future, we are going to be having raw images and files of Earth Station One. So when I mess up and I screw up or if I curse or whatever, because I'm the only one on the show who ever does that, my co-host never does that. He is picture perfect for this show. So let us be welcome, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon to the show. Howdy. How are you, sir? I am peachy keen and yourself. You want to say hi to your public? Uh, I, howdy public, um, howdy folks. I see that there's some people in the chat room already. I notice, uh, okay, there is, uh, it looks like it is, uh, showing it each individually as we're speaking. Right. Instead of as a group. So I don't know if that's what, uh, I don't know if that's a setting on there, but I noticed that it looks like, uh, you're, they're, they're, they're just displaying us one at a time. Okay, so which is which is okay, but as we're working on this, we'll set it up more. Let's see if we can fix it through here. No, I don't want to stop the live stream. So we're going to be doing this as we're going along, folks. So, um, you know, but it is great for everybody to be here tonight. And we actually have a great episode tonight. We are going to be talking with everything that's going on in the world. We thought it'd be kind of cool to do stories of hope and to talk about some of our favorites. It could be book, it could be movies, it could be TV, even music stuff, you know, things that help you come, you know, feel hopeful to comfort you, you know, that type of thing. We've never really done that here on the podcast. And Mike came up with the idea and I think it's a great idea. So we definitely would love to hear from you. Please feel free to talk to us in the chat room. Uh, if you want, eventually we're going to learn how maybe even get you guys up here up on zoom to talk to us live somehow or, you know, stuff, but you know, that's in the future. Right now, we're also going to, you know, talk to us if you need to leave us feedback. Please do so at firststation1 at esonetwork.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. Of course, the show, as we always like to say, is brought to you by the fine folks at Tafozi. That's right, folks. I got my really cool Tafozi sunglasses right here. And, you know, with Tafozi, um, as our, you know, as our new people who, you know, sponsor us, it is awesome because Tofosi has awesome sunglasses, but they also have glasses now that will help with the blue light, which is pretty darn awesome. For those who don't know, blue light is, comes off monitors, off screens. And with a lot of us who are working from home nowadays or playing a lot of video games or just binge watching TV, you know. Tofosi is, you know, right there in the forefront. And I know their sunglasses are fairly affordable. They're only going for $25 each. And it's pretty darn awesome that Tofosi is sponsoring the Earth Station One podcast. Um, folks, please, if you go to tofosioptics.com and you shop different sunglasses, gaming glasses, whatever you'd like, you can go and put in the coupon code 
ESO network, you get 10% off your order just for, you know, listening to our podcast. I think that's pretty darn awesome. So definitely check out tofosioptics.com and we thank you for sponsoring the Earth Station One podcast. Of course, we also got to thank our patrons. Our Patreon people are our heart and soul. Thank you, thank you from all of us here from at ESO Network, from Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, all the other shows. You know, I'm speaking for all of us and we want to thank you guys. Thank you, thank you from you know, just being able to sponsor us. And as a sponsor for as little as 25 cents a week, you can get involved with the Earth Station One podcast. Yes, the Earth Station Who, Dragon Con Report. If there is a Dragon Con Report after this month, we don't know. So it's pretty cool. But a lot of the podcasts, you can get 48 hours ahead. It's pretty cool with that. And then even some shows even have uh, special content that they put up there just for our patrons. And of course, if you become a Patreon at all levels, you get the brand new podcast, the ESO Board Silly Podcast, featuring the ESO Board, which is myself, Mike Gordon, uh, Kevin Eldridge, Mary Ogle, and Dr. Scott Figuet. It's pretty cool. And that's a monthly podcast free to our patrons, but only to our patrons. That won't be going out to anybody else. And for as little as 25 cents a week, you could become a patron for the ESO Network also. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash ESO Network. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. And we thank you for everyone who is supporting us already. All right, Mikey. Well, who do we got sitting with us this week? Oh, we've got some, speaking of the ESO Network, we've got someone here right from the ESO Network himself. Uh, Thomas from the Double Edge, Double Bill podcast is with us. Yes, hello, gentlemen. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to have you here, my friend. It's been a long Thank time. You. you know, it's, I, think, I don't think you've actually been on Earth Station One since you got into the geek seat. Right, yes, that was the last time, back when we first came on. To the network. Have your scars healed at all, or are they still? Going? I think that's why I was able to get on. It's just like finally they healed, and I think it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's time for uh, to, to return to my demons. Uh, okay, got it. that's a good way to do it. <laughs> we also have a good friend joining us too. We have Tacoma Sanchez joining us. Hey, Tacoma. Hey guys, long time no see. Um, well, yeah, we wish we could see you tonight, but I know <laughs> you're not set up from uh, a camera right now, but. You'll be the voice of reason tonight. Well, we'll we'll see about that. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. Uh, we currently have about uh, ten people uh, giving us a watch on Facebook. So how hi everybody. Uh, Robert Snavely wants to know why aren't you wearing your Lebowski robe? Why aren't I wearing my Lebowski robe? <laughs> it is it is too fripping hot. <laughs> Way too hot, dude. Come on. It is, what, 86 degrees here today in Atlanta? So, no. No, I'm not wearing a bathrobe. I am imbibing in a beverage, so it's very cool. And uh, hopefully everybody at home is enjoying themselves with that. It's my way of hope. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to drink this and maybe a couple others tonight. (laughs) Well, I I thank everybody uh, for joining us in the chat room and uh, for joining us here on Zoom, um, especially a short notice, because, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, originally we were just going to do some random geek talk. But that didn't seem like, it, with everything that was going on, it just didn't seem like it was something that we would be able to concentrate on, just random talk. So uh, so I, I thought um, it would be great to uh, 
to share some stories of that we all have gone to or have experienced in our lives with uh, as far as um, that are more hopeful, that have a hopeful message, that give us comfort uh, in these strange times that we're living in. And uh, I just thought it would be a good idea. So uh, I'm glad for everybody for joining us for that. No, agreed completely. And, you know, there's so much stuff going in the world right now. And it's a perfect topic for tonight. It, it, Mike, when you brought it to me, it was just like, it was almost like a no brainer. So I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and so, and yes. Um, so I guess without further ado, uh, we'll just get right started. Right. So uh, talking sure. about some of our, our favorite, uh, our favorite hopeful stories. Um, uh, Dacoma, do you want to go first? Now that we can see you. I, I like how you, you guys just throw me under the bus first. So hope is, um, I'm a, I'm a hardcore realist. So uh, hope is something that I hope to find one day. Now, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of really amazing things. One of the, I think one of the greatest things that I saw um, is dating back from when the COVID crisis was starting, when rumors of it were kind of coming through. Uh, was the costuming and sewing communities really coming together and immediately starting to make masks before the CDC ever issued anything. And, you know, tonight's one of those nights as far as topics go where we're going to get a wide range of um, a wide range of things because this is such a weird time right now uh, between a national pandemic and uh, systemic racism being brought to the forefront again uh, in our country. Uh, alone, despite the fact that it's still a global issue. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot that I would like to be hopeful for, but uh, the first thing that I thought of when you guys mentioned it was definitely those uh, first responders and the people who know the first responders that are going out and responding to those kinds of things. And not just for the COVID crisis, but also for these riots that are taking place. Uh, the first responders, even if we are talking about uh, paramedics, firefighters, police, just regardless of which side of the fence you're on, who are being told that they have to go and do something, regardless of whether or not it's what they believe or what they want to do. Um, uh, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, and it's a it's a nice sentiment. I appreciate that. Um, and I think you know one of the one of the positive things that's going to come out of this uh if anything is is there's going to be a lot of we're already hearing a lot of real life stories uh uh that are really heartwarming and and hopeful uh and positive and uh and those will be translated i'm sure into various medias as well uh going forward from here there's going to be a lot to learn i think from this well yeah i think that's a big recurring thing in a lot of the stories i picked it's just that there's a lot of stories that deal with like certain people in like very desperate situations that kind of come out of it ultimately trying to do something good even if like the odds are really against them it's kind of i think the sort of hopeful trend especially a lot of geek media that i think uh would be something for people to look to even if like some of the situations might be dire um that you can at least find some kind of sparkle some kind of light at the end of that also i do want to point out um especially for mike and mike that if you all hear while you're editing anything or if the listeners hear anything or watchers hear anything um i am in downtown macon and there is a protest going on it's been going on all weekend and they are out there again today um so they're doing a peaceful protest um 
of course, for Black Lives Matter and George and everything else that's going on. Uh, and it's just honking. So you'll hear a lot of cars that are going by and honking. We have a lot of semi-trucks that go by and the trains. So if you hear that, uh, that's just, that's them out there. Doing their okay. No, it's totally fair. It's, cool. you know, the great thing about how we're doing this, your your microphone is not picking that up yet. But I am so happy that they're out there, that they're being peaceful. Yes. And these people, the folks who are doing this, kudos to them. Thank you for being peaceful. Thank you for, you know, speaking up. Every life matters, black, white, green, yellow, orange, whatever. And that gives me so much hope that we're able to be able to, you know, go forward and hopefully learn from this and not take steps backwards, you know, and that's what this whole thing is about. And a lot of the, there's rotten apples in every group so far, and that's what's causing the trouble. And we're not getting politics involved. It doesn't matter what side you're in. You you should want the better for humanity, want the better for all of us. And that's the sense of hope we want to represent here on Earth Station One. And par- truthfully, all throughout the network, that's what we're all about. And I think we, we see that. I mean, one of the things that we we love uh, talking about is the stories that reflect that as well. So uh, I'm uh, I'm really eager to hear what most people in the, if they're in a chat room and there's a particular movie book or something you want to mention, please, please uh, give a shout out. We'll, uh, we'll mention it here. We'll discuss it here. Uh, Thomas, you said, it sounds like you have a list. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's <laughs> more organized than we are. Jeez, <laughs> wow, make, making the hosts look bad already. Wow, uh, I'm kind of curious as to. I mean, I've got some ideas. Uh, so, um, if I don't forget them, um, but uh, uh, what's uh, one of the ones that uh, you have on your list? I think one of the ones that I really came to. It's one that I've come to ever since I was like a kid and I saw this movie. I think I spoke about this when I was on the Geek Seat. Was uh, the Iron Giant? I would like oh, the Iron Giant is one of the classic examples, especially sort of like in a geek sphere of like you, this thing comes down and it's completely different from all these humans that are around this uh, giant, you know, alien robot of sorts. And on its face, just like, Oh, that's sort of like a silly, uh, like a science fiction premise of kid discovers giant robot, sort of, uh, you know, a, a kid fantasy. And it turns into this parable about the idea of like something that might be big and you kind of like, you know, are threatened by it. And people try and push against it, don't actually see the actual inner sort of uh, decency and kindness that's there. And they push that thing to do horrible, awful things. They push it into being a gun, which it doesn't want to be at all. And then, you know, it eventually results in after a while, even after all of that strife, that thing ends up protecting them. That thing ends up being your savior. He wants to be Superman. Right, he wants to be Superman. It's the best Superman movie that's been done yet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah on, on every level um we're looking yeah, at you but, zach come on <laughs> um but yeah i think that's just it's one of those that i always come to um when i think about just like times like this of big strife and confrontation especially where we assume things about people we shouldn't um you know it's just it's a great um empathy machine like roger ebert always said great movies are empathy machines and i think that's a great example of one that anybody can go to i agree yeah. completely good call Good Very call. good call. Good way to start, actually. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with a, in most cases. I think that's one of the things that uh, certainly Brad Bird is about. Uh, I think uh, most of his movies have uh, positive messages associated with them. And certainly 
you know, his work with Pixar is, I would be surprised if Pixar and Disney itself was not mentioned, a, you know, a lot in this conversation. So, uh, um, Mike, do you have anything that uh, came to mind? Oh, well, I'll go right, right to the, for the jugular, right from the beginning. I'm going for a new hope. <laughs> <laughs> How about, you know, the, the original Star Wars? Very much so. It was good versus evil and good coming out on top. And, you know, growing up, you know, I saw Star Wars the first time I was 10. And it was mind-blowing. It was truthfully the film that, you know, shaped me for many, many years to come. And it showed, you know, evil was in charge of the universe and this little band of, you know, basic rebels you know was able to stand up to the basic david and goliath story right from the bible and it's you know they were able to defeat the tyranny and the evil that is you know was ruling the universe and you know took where it's able to get their freedom and you know they had hope they used the force as you could say Well, I'll tell, I'll piggyback on that too because one of the first movies I thought of, or franchises that I thought of, was Star Wars. And uh, I will admit that I think I initially uh, went, I found myself going to Star Wars as a franchise, the films and and the TV series uh, Rebels and the Clone Wars, and the as comic well as, books, and... Uh, some of the books, yeah. But I mean, I'm mean, just particularly now. Uh, I found myself going there and I thought maybe it was just because I was going for comfort food, you know, like uh, trying to retreat into uh, back in my childhood in the seventies, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But the more I thought about it, especially after watching um, Star Wars galaxy, uh, Star Wars uh, gallery, Disney gallery on the Disney plus show. And the second episode where they talk about the Mandalorian um, Dave Filoni drops like some huge, huge uh passionate talk about uh the star wars franchise in when in regards to family in particular father and son and that relationship um but i also found too in my watching of uh rebels and clone wars and whatnot that the one thing that seems to be consistent throughout almost all of the movies and the 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 tv shows and the books and all that is this sense of um family and 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 friends and companionship that that you know you, you if you teamed with the right people um it gives you confidence enough to find your own strength and and you can defeat you know the big bad uh you can certainly defeat any sort of evil fascist regime that's opposing you which is you know uh, a pretty nice message to have um overall uh they have some of the best bad guys so that helps because I think a good, you know, story uh, always needs, you know, a good bad guy to go up against uh, in order to really be effective. Um, and uh, I, I just found that most of most of the stories uh, really uh, deal with that sort of positiveness of, of a group. Uh, it's not just individuals. Um, it's 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 more of a group thing. It's more of a, like I said, friends and family getting together and 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 tackling challenges and uh i found a lot of uh hopeful comfort in that i mean yes i mean obviously when you say hope new hope springs to mind um but uh 
uh, I think it's more than that. And, uh, you know, it's a franchise from, like I said, from my, very early on in my life that it meant a lot to me and it still does. Of course. And that totally makes total sense. We did get a couple comments before we go any further. Um, Drew Leiter actually is online. Um, he said, Hey guys, just finished recording our episode and thought I would drop by. Just watched New Hope last night. So excellent. how's that for timing? That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, excellent. You know, I think I, I think he took a timed out from the DCU for a while, huh? He took a little bit of time off from DCU. But um our friend Nick Frazier, who's been on the show a couple times also, um, stopped by and said that Star Trek is full of hope. If you think about it, that was Gene Roddenberry's vision was hope for mankind's future. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine that we're going to talk about this and not talk about Star Trek um, at all. So um, we'll be going where no one's gone before. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I certainly think that's true of the original series and Next Generation and whatnot. Um, I, I don't think that's as true now. Uh, after watching the Picard series recently, I I didn't find it as a hopeful vision as much as I am used to my Star Trek. But I understand a lot of people do like it, and and uh, it is speaking to them as well. So uh, that is, uh, I will I will I will retreat into my position there. So uh, to touch on the subject of family and untangling messes and uh, that hope that we get and that warm, fuzzy feeling that we get from all of that. I played a video game uh, a few years ago and they've come out with a second one since then uh, that is called Unravel. It's a, I think it's Scandinavian or Norwegian or something like that. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with it. Um, But essentially you play as this little yarn character who's trying to find his family and all you have, there's no violence in it. It's all puzzle solver. Um, and you solve puzzles using what tools you have uh, as you go on your quest, basically, to to find and reunite yourself with your family. And you see photos and you pick up memories of them as you go along. And it's it's a wonderful feeling that you get from playing the game. And I feel that it makes a great metaphor for us having to tangle, work through the tangles of our lives and the way that we interact with each other so that we can find our families and so that our families can expand and we can see them for what they are. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, that in cases like that too, but they're not saying that it's just the typical family structure that, you know, we grew up with that I grew up with in the, you know, sixties and seventies and whatnot. I mean, it's, it's really expanded now to be a lot more inclusive. My, my primary family, other than a handful of my blood relatives are the family I choose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, uh, and I think that's a, that's important message as well. Uh, Thomas, do you have any more on your list? Did uh, did uh, either Star Wars, Star Trek, or any of that uh, hit 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 there? Or? I, I would say Star Wars. I, I contemplated a New Hope, but I guess I'll I'll be the the, the controversy. Some of you in the chat might say um, that um, I I put on Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I think the more that movie has gone by, the more I think it like it really speaks to a lot of sort of the uh, current situations, especially in terms of like. What I like about that movie is that Luke was previously the new hope. He was sort of this person that came out of, you know, obscurity and ended up being the person who at one point saved everybody from, at that point, the Empire. And then that sort of cynicism that builds up in him that a lot of people weren't necessarily a fan of. I like the fact that he has that cynicism. It kind of mirrors 
many people who might be fearing about like, oh, things are coming back, things never really change, even if for briefly it'll just come back and haunt us. The idea that you find sort of a newer hope in Ray and that he has sort of that back and forth with her and it makes him kind of realize that cynicism isn't, shouldn't be the point. It should be that even in darkest times, you can find a new hope. But like rebellions are built on hope, as that movie says a lot about. And I think that's what's so genius is that arc of Luke Skywalker is really in that movie about going from this deeper, darker, cynical place and finding that breath of life again and being able to like be that person that can represent that for, you know, in this case, this new rebellion that's sparking. Um, I, I think that movie does a brilliant job of that. And I yeah. think it only becomes more relevant with time. Uh, you hear no argument from me. I am a big fan of Last Jedi as well, and uh, I, I understand. Yes, and I understand that that, that it's not perfect, um, and I even understand some of the the the, the, the tr- detractors' arguments against it. But uh, I, it speaks to me as well, and uh, I like that journey. It took me a while, actually, from watching Force Awakens. It took me a while to to reconcile the fact that those people that I invested in, you know, in the seventies and eighties. Like they got the job done, but then they failed <laughs> like to keep it, you know, like there was still new threats coming and uh, then a new generation had to, had to tackle those. Um, and it was an interesting process. It was interesting to see that process play out. Um, but it was, it was, you know, from force, from force awakens, that was when I was shocked by it. By the time that last Jedi came around, I think I was more open to the idea and I liked how they were resolving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very true. Very, very true. A couple other comments we've gotten online. Uh, Julie Filipek is watching us. Hey, Julie. Um, and she wrote, I'll throw out uh, Samwise Gamgee's speech at the end of the two towers, ending with that there is good left in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. And if you think about it, Lord of the Rings, especially, you know, is all about hope, especially Sam is the character that pushes the hope that, you know, he basically all the way almost to the end doesn't lose hope at all, you know, all the way till they get to Mount Doom. And it was just, it was just amazing. And he's the one who, because of him, they made it all the way, you know, there, you know, he kept Frodo going. It was pretty amazing. Well, yeah, and even the fact that it's like the fellowship is made up of so many disparate factions that would normally be so at odds with each other who become family by the end of it. It's another great example of a found family. Mm-hmm. Just all those people who come together. Exactly. And it's all about family, once again. And worst fast and furious for everybody. <laughs> What's up? I I was just gonna interject a uh, somewhat smart ass comment. Um profanity. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> No, uh, I was just going to say, do you guys ever read the news and feel like we're living through a season of Game of Thrones that was just very low budget? <laughs> More ways than one. It's either that, it's either that or are we really in the good place? That's the question. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We uh, yeah. swallowed the pill. <laughs> exactly. So it it's interesting with that. And it's it's a lot of fun to when you get to that point and you you're seeing what's going on in the world today and it's like this has to be a virtual reality you know where's neo where's you know morpheus or something Pretty player one all day right oh exactly <laughs> you need to take the blue pill exactly 
a friend of ours, Robert Snavely, actually wrote uh, the speech that John Belushi gave in Animal House is def- definitely full of hope. Sure. You know, <laughs> what, over? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no! Come on, you're supposed to say Germans and forget it, he's rolling. You know. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. So yeah, there's pretty much, you know, it's interesting because, you know, for me, there's a lot of music that, you know, I don't listen to, you know, a ton of religious music or stuff like that or country, you know, mostly it's rock and, you know, some classic rock and, but also like I do some bluegrass and, you know, some Americana and what they call new grass now, a lot of bands and then get into like the new wave and the metal and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it just depends. And I always find uh, whenever I'm in a bad mood, put on anything with a banjo on it, picks me up right away. You can't be in a bad mood and listen to banjo music. You know, it's just, it's just out there. You know, you, you can't play a banjo and go death and destruction. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, I've seen it done before, but it's very awkward. It is very awkward. <laughs> it's very awkward. There are some covers out on YouTube. You can look them up. I don't need to. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, I feel the same way about a ukulele. Like it's very different. Like a ukulele is very, uh, very much a, a comfort, uh, comfort food type instrument. Um, you know, and very uplifting. Yep, definitely. Um, Dan Klink actually wrote, and he said, Wally. I knew we were going to get some more Pixar. Yep, definitely. Wally is definitely up there with that. I was thinking about um, uh, Incredibles 2, of course, which Mm -hmm. has a lot of issues, not just uh, the oppression from the government and public opinion, which is a lot of what we're seeing right now. Um, But also, uh, if you want to jump on the... um, the standard household wagon that's the uh incredible two, two is where elastigirl becomes the primary the primary hero winner or heroine uh, and dad's left at home trying to kind of figure things out and granted you know the family comes through at the end but it touched on touches on a lot of issues that are very prevalent nowadays and some of the things that we're going through right now and how they work through them and unfortunately they do kind of have to break the rules in order to get their point across of course. Kind of what we're almost seeing here-ish. Um, but uh, it, was still, it was still something that gives you hope at the end, for sure. Mm. Oh, very much so. Well, if you look at all the Toy Stories, you know, that they did, each one of those has, you know, a different meaning for hope. You know, about, you know, not getting older, not becoming a used, you know, an, a forgotten toy. And, you know, the hope that the kid is going to keep on remembering you and everything. And it's pretty amazing. And then being able to, at the end of the fourth one, spoilers, when Woody, you know, goes off with the lost toys, it's more for him where, you know, he's come to realize his hope is with his family and his new family is with Bo instead of being, you know, with Buzz and the rest of them. And being able to live his life for him. It's pretty awesome. I think each one of those two is, is it represents different stages of development, different stages of growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the challenges that there are with each one. So um, I think, uh, yeah, definitely a lot of pretty hopeful. There. 
Oh, very much so. Uh, Robert Snavely also asked, um, what groups do you listen to that pick up your moods? This goes out to everybody. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of playlists on Spotify. Um, uh, the Southern Gothic uh, Spotify list is a pretty good one. It's got some good songs that'll really get you going. Uh, you might actually like that one, uh, Mr. Farber. Um, and I've been doing a lot of 80s synthwave. Uh, cool. New 80s synthwave. I've been painting some new miniatures, and they have a very Blade Runner kind of feel. So uh, I've been kind of jamming out to that. That's kind of nice. That is really awesome, actually. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Um, I mean, in terms of comfort, um, it's a band I've loved ever since I was a kid. Um, it's probably like Electric Light Orchestra. Oh, I, I yeah. always love going yeah. and, and there's this sort of like weird haunted, but very um, quaint kind of um, um, presence mm-hmm. to it. I, I love what they do with that. I have stories of ELO. I have at least six or seven of their vinyl records, including Fire on High, which I hunted and hunted wow. for. It's a green edition, but I mm-hmm. didn't find it out in the wild. I did not wear it on Fire on High used to scare the crap oh out of me when I was a kid. The, I had, <laughs> I had never heard it until I was a freshman at in college and we were, I was going, my first college was Frostburg state university in Western Maryland. And the only radio stations we could pick up were from Cumberland. And there was this really great alternative radio station and every, they went off the air at one o'clock in the morning. So if I'm working on a project, listening to the radio, they would end every night with fire on high and you know, the whole, Help me, help me, you know. And, um, exactly. And it, it, it is just, it's like an acid trip. Uh, it is. And you could picture it, the, the the clouds and the smoke and everything. Jeff Lynn did such an amazing job in that. That you know, entire so. album is amazing. But that's. Oh, yeah. Particular, and you start the album with that. So uh, quick, quick story of Fire on High for me uh, was I've. I've listened to ELO since I was in high school or so. And uh, Robbie and I had just started dating and we were going on a mini vacation, probably about two or three weeks after we had started dating, like very, very early on. I was like, Hey, you want to go up to the cabin in in the woods with me? Uh, I realized we just met, but Hey, (laughs) Uh, so he starts digging through my car and finds an old CD sleeve with a bunch of my mixed CDs from high school back in the day that just have like dates on them. <laughs> puts them in. That is awesome though. That is. Yeah. Really yeah. Awesome. It was a great road trip. So uh, he just puts them in and we're jamming out. We make it mm-hmm. up to this cabin that I've never stayed in. A friend of mine lent it to me and uh, it is pitch blackout, no stars, no moon, nothing. He had passed out and we're driving through these windy roads all slow. And I'm the one driving. Oh, it's awesome. And uh, all of a sudden, that song comes on, and he's mm-hmm. in the dark, surrounded by nothing, with a woman he barely knows in the woods, and he's listening to this song. And I'm easing up, and I go, "I think this is the place. Get out and check the uh, check the address on the side of the mailbox." <laughs> he pulled his knife out he pulled his knife out and like held on to the door because he thought i was either going to murder him or leave him there that is awesome oh no elo is definitely a good way to do that and you know our friends eric and eric on the uh 
ELO podcast, we've had them on the show multiple times and they definitely are something definitely to listen to. And they go, they've gone literally album from album all the way from the start of ELO and do each week's a different song. Just go through their whole way. They did it. It's pretty awesome. So Mikey, what about you? Disco. Disco. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Wow. I mean, well, first of all, I'm not ragging on disco because I like disco. I grew up with disco. And uh, yeah, if you can't be in a bad mood and listen to disco, uh, you just can't. Uh, but I found that lately, throughout most of this, I have been uh, really focused or attracted to uh, instrumental guitar music. Really? Um, there's a, uh, an act which many people are familiar with, uh, Rodrigo and Gabriela, uh, out of Mexico. And uh, they are uh, they're just beautiful guitarists. And they have been providing uh, to their fans uh, via Facebook and social media uh, a song every day through this. Uh, I think that's like 40 or 50 tracks, like every day. Uh, they wake up and release something. Uh, it's usually it's uh, one of their songs. Sometimes it's a cover, and uh, um, they're just it's just it's it's sort of been one of the things that I've done almost like now every day. Like I get up, look at like social media, see you know if they put out something, and then I listen to that, and then I go along my go about my day. It's a, it's become sort of a thing with me. So it's like that's pretty cool. Um, that they've been doing that and they're just uber talented. Um, and, uh, and it also happens that uh, I just, uh, you know, last week or could we, two weeks ago, I think I gave a, a shout out to our good friend, Timothy Price. Um, and he just put out a CD of guitar music as well. I Everyone is so excited to be looking at your elbow, Mikey. I, I just got it. So, um, and it's got some tracks on here. Uh, it is gospel and, and, and Christian music, but it's instrumental guitar. And, and look, Tim is a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I recommend everybody check this out. Because if you just want some mellow guitar music to, to chill out with, uh, just to, you know, make you feel good, uh, this, is, this is a good investment. So um, That's I, awesome. I that. And Tim's such a nice guy anyway. He is. I know that he, uh, just to give Tim a shout out real quick. Um, I saw that over the weekend he, cause he lives in, in a, in like near Minneapolis mm-hmm. and he actually went with a few other people to help clean up, uh, after the devastation that they suffered from. Um, and, uh, his images, uh, if you go follow him on social media, man, uh, I mean, I saw some of it happen on TV, but when he was just going from place to place, I mean, he was getting pretty emotional and uh, it's just, it's just amazing uh, what's happened there. But what is even more amazing and, and heartwarming and, you know, speaking of hope is that there were tons of people out there uh, of all uh, races, uh, ages, you know, coming together to help clean up. Um, that is very cool. It was really awesome. cool to see. That is awesome. Um, I know everyone's expecting me to say Grateful Dead music for my, you know, pickup music. music. Yeah, exactly. You know, movies, music from the 60s and everything. But actually, to get me into, you know, my pick-me-up music 
and to, you know, get me in a better mood or to, you know, f- feel hopeful actually is a band out of Canada and they're called Great Big Sea. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They are, an, they are an Irish Celtic rock band um, from Newfoundland, actually. And they are amazing. And it, I've always liked Celtic music. I've always liked the sound and everything. And they were able to modernize it and bring it up in their own stuff and doing a lot of traditional stuff. And it is just awesome. And you could, they're not no longer around, but I know different members are still touring. And I know a lot of times they are playing all throughout the country and the in Canada, the United States, and even Europe. It's just, it was just awesome to get to see them. And the energy they put off was just always great. And the music is always, you know, very upbeat. So it's pretty cool. Um, Looking for a laugh. Uh, there is a quarantine playlist on Spotify that is all songs about like, don't touch me or like stand back. Or I think it's got like Britney Spears poison on it. And just like, it's, it's a fun little wordplay kind of playlist. Uh, so yeah, it gives new meaning to the uh, song, you know, what touch myself by the vinyls. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely understand that. Hey, as long as you're wearing a mask, it's fine. So it's awesome. Uh, Julie Filipek actually wrote, uh, she's a sucker for movie soundtracks and Gaelic music, actually, which is pretty cool. So, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, music is always a great way to do it. And, you know, we can keep on going. I know probably our friend Kevin, you know, probably listens to all 70s and 80s music well yeah listening to the 80s music it's it's hard to be depressed there i mean they actually had like depressing song topics that were like feel-good songs like every breath you take or luca or yeah Yeah. exactly like 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 they made like they made uh you know miserable subject matter like poppy anything george michael (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> that's so very true and it's pretty amazing you know just watch mtv from back then and you know even the most depressing song is like oh this is good i like this you know this is good there's all the cocaine uh, oh exactly <laughs> so but yeah you know we had to wait till the 90s till grunge came out to get really depressed you know they you know it's like you know oh i want to get a pick me up let's put on some sound garden or something you know <laughs> Uh, Thomas, I'm curious, do you have more on your list? I don't know how extensive your list was. Um, I I had some stuff. I'll go ahead and I'll uh, go to something I don't think we've talked about that much, which is TV. I think um, just a show in general, it uh, recently ended. And I think it's just one of the more interesting kind of examples of especially kind of finding hope when you're in sort of like disparate places, despite being a children's cartoon is uh, Steven Universe. I think that's a phenomenal show about basically if you're unfamiliar the premise of um, this young boy who's of two worlds, human and an alien world. And there's these aliens called gems and his uh, mother was formerly a gem who had a lot of like hierarchy um, sort of was like a leader of a sort of rebellious battalion um, during a war that happened on earth um, partially. And I, what I love about that show is that the titular character, Steven is very much grappling with a lot of like huge questions, despite, like I said, being in a kid's show about like his mother's past and also like the actions that she did, but coming to terms with the fact that like, well, without her, I wouldn't have found the sort of found family I have with the crystal gems who are like all these people kind of have, he has this like mother, aunt kind of figures that inspire him basically to realize that even though he is sort of in a, 
a place where he can have like horrible awful thoughts about himself in the future um he can end up kind of you know growing from that and finding a lot of uh, love and a lot of um, support from family um i think it's, it's a phenomenal show that i think would it entertains anybody of any age and it has like some of the most progressive interesting kind of subject matter about really especially um kind of leaning into you know um how it deals with like same-sex relationships or even getting into like metaphors for uh folks who are like non-binary or trans i think it, it's a phenomenal show that i would want more people to see especially now it's all over you can watch through and they're like 15 episodes like uh, 15 minute episodes and uh, it's it's a phenomenal show that i'd recommend to anybody that has a lot of these hopeful messages in it i've seen episodes of it and i've liked what i've seen and i know people who are totally loving that one and steven is you know supposed to be great mm-hmm. yeah the uh i think the two animated series that i get recommended to watch the most which i still haven't seen either one of these is steven in the universe and uh gravity falls Uh, those are the two Mm -hmm. that uh like a lot of people are like you really need to see these and and uh yeah i'll hope to get to them someday but friend uh, kirby our friend kirby is always amazed that i've not watched rick or more rick and morty so yeah I've I've, i've seen a couple of episodes of that it's it's pretty fun I don't know if I would call it hope. No, it's a very cynical no, show. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know that I would, uh, you know, uh, want to put it in if I if I needed a picker upper. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need to laugh. <laughs> so, oh, it looks like uh, Robert Snavely agrees with me with Gravity Falls. So, uh, there you go. So he's uh, looks like he just posted uh, another one for that. So, yay. So. So you guys Very read cool. any books? Any books that like bring to mind like hope or, or betterment or improvement or obviously not George Orwell anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I won't I won't talk about Game of Thrones, or Outlander. Atlas, Atlas shrugged or, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I've been reading a lot, uh, especially since as you can tell from the mad echo I have in here that I'm transitioning my move from Atlanta down to Macon. So I have nothing in my apartment. Um, So I've been sewing and painting and reading a lot. And one of the books that I finished probably a couple of months ago was The Alchemist that uh, is not by any means terribly, you're not going to find it in most geek circles, but it is a, a, a fantasy novel, a fiction fantasy novel that is about, um, like an inner struggle that is very hopeful um, that is really, really good. It was one of the the most recent books that I've finished that um, I'll definitely visit again and again, um, but made me actually stop and go, you know, that was unexpectedly good. Um, So if you guys are looking for something to, it is on audible. If you guys are audible people, so feel free to check it out there. Uh, they also, for any of you with an Audible account, they just came out with a, what is it? I'm going to look it up real quick. It's very classic as I pull out my phone. Um, so I downloaded it and listened to it. So while she's looking and not talking to anybody. It is how to <laughs> a demon king. Cool. Which is, a, I think it's about six hours long, and it's one of the freebies. So if you have an Audible account, uh, it was a freebie last month. You'll have to pay for it this month. But it is 
a step-by-step guide on how to defeat the Demon King. And it is a story of triumph and hope and ingenuity. And I adore it. That is cool. That is really cool. The uh, do you know if uh, is that um, a series? Is it a one off? That one is a one off. If you're looking for a good series that's along the same lines, you might want to check out um, Chaos Seeds by Eleron Kong, which has one of the best narrators I have ever listened to. His name is Nick Podell. Um, I will listen to anything he narrates, it could be a grocery list. He is so talented. and Elrond Kong's eighth book in the series is coming out on Tuesday tomorrow. I have pre-ordered it. I cannot wait. But that is that is a wonderful book. That's very um, it's RPG based. Uh, so you're going to get the only thing that I I can say negatively about it is that going into this eighth book, I'm kind of tired of listening to them read off the stats every time the character levels up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that gets a little droning but if you've read Anne Rice or Stephen King or any of them you get used to skimming the pages after the fifth page of what the drapes look like <laughs> no I totally understand that um you know I'm actually right currently reading the stand you know I oh. thought it was kind of ironic but you know <laughs> that I, that I with what we're going there. through right now <laughs> and you know but the stand is full of hope yeah. And, you know, because they're going up against Randall Flagg and, you know, most of humanity has been wiped out. And it's just it's just amazing. You know, the people who were on Mother Abigail's side, just the hope and that's what pushed them through. And it's, you know, very uplifting in some ways. But, you know, in other ways, it's more, you know, like, God, this world is falling apart. Oh, wait, that's reality. Never mind. We'll go on to the next topic. Um, I just started a book, but it is too too early to tell if there's any kind of hope in it. But it is extremely fascinating, and it is not a small read. It is called The House of Leaves. Um, and I am two chapters into it, and it looks like it's been written by three different people. And I think it's a horror or a thriller or a mystery or all three. <laughs> I cannot tell, but it is... Probably the most unique read I've read in a long a long time. That's awesome. It's always nice when you can find a book like that. I realize I just brought us completely off topic. That's okay. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's always cool to, to hear what, you know, people are reading. That's for sure. But, uh, well, before we get back on topic, uh, we probably should give a little bit of space so we can plug another one of our shows, right, Mike? Yep, let's take a quick break, and we will be back in a moment, and we'll continue this topic. We are the Cigar Nerds Podcast. Do you like cigars? Great! We review cigars while talking about movies, TV shows, science, and pop culture news. What? You don't like cigars? Great, because we also talk about science, movies, TV shows, and whatever's going on in the news. It's what we do. We smoke cigars, and we know things. Find us on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network.
And we're back. So uh, thanks, everybody, um, for sticking with us. Um, we are talking all about um, stories of hope, uh, novels. Uh, that's, I think, that's our last topic. Um, uh, uh, we haven't mentioned comics much, but movies, TV shows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I know uh, we're working through, as we're doing this, we're working through uh, Thomas's list. So, Thomas, what do, you, do you have any more on your list? Since you thanks were the only one that actually so brought a list. Uh, I, mean, I know, right? That's what you get. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, um, since we were talking about books to some extent, we haven't talked about comics. You're right. I'll bring up one that's both it's uh, com- a graphic novel and also a film adaptation that was made by the same author, um, Persepolis. I think it's it's uh, one of my favorite um, examples of either. Um, where it's, um, for those who don't know, it's a graphic novel that Marjane Satrapi turned into also a film that she directed. And it's about her growing up in Iran in the middle of the Iranian Revolution. And what's so interesting is that it's this obviously talk covering a very dark subject and something that we can, you know, kind of relate to in like being in a country in unrest. But at the same time with Persepolis, I love the fact that she finds this sort of like quirky sensibility and a lot of like sort of uh, love of, um, you know, American artifacts uh, that kind of come in at this point. Like she has this uh, eight track tape of Eye of the Tiger that inspires her this whole time. Or she has like this big uh, jacket full of like different pins that have different American um, sort of symbols on there. And that obviously conflicts with her family. And even as the Iranian revolution comes about, she kind of questions certain things about whether or not she should, you know, be um, in you know her, this home country anymore and how she kind of grows a bit apart from her family. Now she learns to love them, even despite, you know, some of them might believe in things she doesn't necessarily agree with at the same time. Um, it's a wonderful graphic novel that I've uh, read in high school and loved. And then the film adaptation she did is also phenomenal. It's 2D. It's gorgeously animated. It's black and white, both of them. But I think they do such a great job of displaying, especially from a perspective that, you know, we don't see that often. I think it's an incredible job of really putting you in her space and having like a lot of uh, sort of empathy, once again, for somebody who you might not think you'd relate to as much. And, you know, some people might not think so. But uh, there's a lot more in common than you would think with somebody who uh, kind of lived in a pretty disparate situation. Pretty awesome, actually. I've read that book and it was just amazing. The comic was, I loved it. And it did fill you with hope. And it, it was nice because it was true story, true story, real life type stuff. It doesn't have to be people in capes and tights, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And that's what I love about some of the mm-hmm. comics that are out there, especially the self-published or the stuff that is, you know, from smaller presses. It's just awesome. You know, it's like reading Tiki Zombie. It's, you know, full of hope and alcohol, which is awesome. Yes. But, well, yes. Most of the hope comes from alcohol in that book. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, sir. They're really <laughs> Yeah. And everything. Um, well, if you're going to go for hope, you have to go for the big red S. You have to go for Superman. He was always supposed to be the shining light and the, you know, the beacon of the DC universe. And, you know, he was supposed to be, you know, showing the best. He's not human, but the best of humanity and, you know, showing, setting the example and, you know, not even going to talk about what Zack Snyder did with, bringing him into the dark side or whatever. And, but it's always been Superman, you know, was always the boy scout, the good. And the same thing a little bit with Shazam, you know, same way and everything. Cause you had the innocent in the, in the grown person's body and you were supposed to, you know, he was like the gee whiz, golly gee type thing where Superman was just, you know, 
you know, showing the example of what the best of what everybody can be. And that's what Superman's supposed to be. But, you know, over the years, they've had to make him more interesting and in what they've done to him. Mm. Not the biggest, best, but it's pretty well, it interesting. Depends on, it depends on what, you know, if you're talking about the Snyder stuff, then yes, you're right. But um, I think the, the, the more recent cut of Justice League kind of brought him more of a positive light. And Superman's appearance in the CW shows is very positive. Oh, very uh, much so. So, I mean, that's the Superman, uh, you know. But if you're talking about, like, you know, the ultimate, you know, symbol of of what you're talking about, which is hope and in, in earnestness, really, that would be the one, you know, you can't go wrong with Christopher Reeves, right? Like, like, oh, of that's course. Just like, like, he just, like, he owns it. Like, it's just, you can't even imagine someone else playing it. No, exactly. Or I, I think... So just specifically mentioned, like even a comic story in particular that that was actually on my list um, in terms of Superman, yes, All Star Superman, yeah. Grant Morrison's run, I think is such a phenomenal book. Especially there's a whole like in one of the later issues, just like a whole thing of like Superman realizing like what can I do, especially in this state where he's uh, he thinks that he's dying, he's coming toward like what he thinks is the end of his life, and he sort of realizes like what can I do, and he has like all these great things of like Superman, what he can actually do, and he's sort of like kind of sacrificing himself in this way. Or even that's where the famous uh, sort of clip that goes around is a meme or the page, the panels of um, him stopping the young mm-hmm. girl from jumping. That's where that comes from. And it's one of the best Superman moments ever. Such a beautiful, beautiful sentiment from him about trying to like find, give hope to somebody who feels that desperate, especially like a young child. Um, I love that book. I think it's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thing I love particular book. issue with uh, him and his father. Uh, that one with the the, the bat, that, that is just a yes. brilliant issue, and it it get like it, you want to talk about an issue that makes me cry. That like I don't cry. I mean, I cry at the drop of the hat when I'm watching stuff, but when I'm reading, it's a little bit more difficult. But man, that that comic makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So, How many uh, comics have made you cry, Mister Gordon? Inquiring minds wonder there. <laughs> That one in particular, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought about others, but uh, there's some that get, make me cry for the wrong reasons. But uh, <laughs> um, but on that same note, um, you know, I've I, I can't say that I've always been like the biggest Superman fan, but I mean, my my tendencies were always more focused on you know Batman and Spider Man were my guys. But in addition to that, one figure, one superhero figure that to me was always representative hope was wonder woman. And uh, it was interesting. um, And it just so happened that uh, when Greg Rucka was writing wonder woman, uh, I met him at, I met him at dragon con. And then I think I met him again at, I talked to him about it um, again at uh, Charlotte in heroes con. That was towards the end of his run. But in any case, at one point he had written a hardcover and I went up to get it uh, to sign it, and uh, we were talking about it for a while. And he wrote something um, very simple in in the in the in the book. Uh, he just wrote, "She gives us hope," and I was like, "That's Wonder Woman. Like that is like that's the thing." I mean, you know, when people look at Batman, they're like Dark Knight, you know, World's Greatest Detective, and they look at Superman, the Man of Tomorrow, Man of Steel. Like they've got all this thing. Like Wonder Woman doesn't really have like something that really epitomizes her but like it just it just really woke woke me up when i when he wrote that and i was like i've looked at her different ever since and it and it made sense because it it fit and that's what i liked about the wonder woman movie was that it really represented that as well 
Oh, very much so. And that's why, you know, especially in the Wonder Woman movie, when she walked out up the ladder into no man's land and she was in the full outfit, hadn't she, it was like total, because it was so dark and dank in no man's land and the colors, she just stood out and she like was almost like an angel glowing coming up. It was awesome. Yeah, it's a sad. That's one of the saddest things about this whole thing is that we're there's a delay on the new Wonder Woman movie and we can't see it. Well, as of right now, it's still August, but I hear that's maybe going to be pushed off till December. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Wibbly wobbly, Tommy Wimey. Speaking of hope, the Doctor. You, <laughs> you know, you can't. You know, you can't talk about TV or movies without talking about the Doctor because you know. I know this is an Earth Station Who, but we don't have a moratorium on, you know, not talking about Doctor Who here. No, we certainly don't. And, you know, over the almost 60 years, the Doctor has always been about hope, about, you know, facing up to your challenges and rising above them. And each Doctor has shown that, you know, some, you know, did it a little bit differently, but it still was, you know, bringing, showing people that you know whatever adverse condition you face there is always a way through it and to rise above it and be better and that's what the doctor was always trying to prove i mean there was some reason that he he you know hung around humanity right exactly you know he always liked us a lot you know it was pretty interesting with that so it was it was cool though and you know that's it what that's not the re- one of the reasons I got into Doctor Who. It was the main reason I got into Doctor Who. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, another it's that's one of those moments too where it you know it it it, it I didn't realize it until like Craig Ferguson put it into words. But it's like the triumph over intellect and romance over brute force and cynicism. Exactly, and that's what you want. <laughs> and he put it in song. Exactly. <laughs> That he, he did. It, he sung it to the tune of Doctor Who. Like, I mean, like, uh, you know, what what better way than that? Mm-hmm. You always wanted to know what the words were to the Doctor Who theme. Craig Ferguson put the words into it. And if you look it up on YouTube, you can find it. It's pretty awesome. Yes, that'll put a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. It definitely will. So it's pretty cool. Uh, sorry, I was just like, seeing if we've got any more coming from uh, the Facebook group. Uh, it seemed like there's been a few people watching. They're a pretty quiet group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their first uh, time. They're always <laughs> quiet the first time, you know. Just, just wait. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly. just enraptured exactly. in their speech. <laughs> just they can't even look away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, everyone's trying to see all what's on the walls behind Mike Gordon. So it's okay. That's what they're busy spending. No, they're trying on. to count your Funko fig, pop figures. They're trying to see is like exactly how many you have. <laughs> oh, you, even if you saw, you would never <laughs> be able to. I won't, I won't turn that way just to show some more. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. Hi, <laughs> get to know the host of Earth Station One. Come on. I don't know if I could really. Yeah, this would be difficult. I'd have to do something else because I uh, I can't really pick this up. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. We'll just get you a GoPro. We'll get, you'll have it tied to. Oh, you'll have it on God. your head. A day in the life of my. Yeah, that's a, 
Start going to a bunch of MTV next, cribs every. <laughs> next time on Earth Station One Cribs. <laughs> exactly. Michael. <laughs> we'd have to come up with a we'd have to come up with a different name other than Cribs. Yeah, be like cribs domicile was like, what, or something. Years, years ago. That's that that yeah, that's oh, God, <laughs> I'm so old. Um all right, so another uh, another genre or another thing I was thinking of, and I thought it was kind of appropriate, and I found myself connecting to it. Uh, it's a weird time because I find myself either ha- having co- trouble concentrating on things that I'm watching or things I'm doing, or I get really invested in them. And one of the things that I got really, I'm sort of, I'm preparing for, is it next week's show that we're uh, celebrating the anniversary of the movie Scott Pilgrim? So in order to do that, before I rewatch the movie, I thought it would be a good idea to, um, uh, or fun, to reread the six-issue series, the comic series that it's based on. So I've been reading that, and man, that is, I haven't read that in like 10 years or so. It is so good. Um, and it, it, it reminds me, <laughs> it, 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 you know, unlike, like Star Wars reminds me of a simpler time because I was like 10 you know, when it came out, Scott Pilgrim reminds me of a simpler time because it's, you know, your, you know, your college, your early twenties, that time period where things are crazy. Uh, it has that way of bringing yes, you back to yes. that point. And, uh, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't say that everything that happens with Scott, like, you know, I experienced, I certainly didn't have to battle, you know, seven ex ex boyfriends, but, um, only a couple. It was only a couple. That's uh, how many Michelle had. But man, it, it really it really captures that kind of time period where you think I mean every single thing just seems so like a like yeah, like a big deal. Big. Like what you know, uh, yeah. and everything is amazing. Like it's either amazing or the worst. You know, it's either it's either like these are the best nachos I've ever had in my entire life, or these are the worst nachos I've because if it is you just forget about it um but it's a great series i recommend it uh to anybody who hasn't read uh the scott pilgrim series i think it still holds up um i mean obviously it's 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 yeah it's of its time but that wasn't that long ago um you can also play the video game yeah and uh, and on that note, that same note too, I also think that you know, the, like, because we kind of talked about it when we talked a little bit about uh, Gross Point Blank uh, a week or so ago. Um, you know, the John Hughes era movies, like those are the it's in similar vein, like they're they're full of hope in a different way. They're, it's almost like they're they're instead of exploiting like you know the 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 teenage or the you know the hormones and the desires that we have at that point it's sort of like addressing kids um and telling them that it's going to be okay like it like the stuff that you're going through is what a lot of kids go through and it's going to be okay Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that, but I also love how, if, you know, later on in his career, he would kind of evolve that even to it, sort of adults having, you know, sort of uh, kid-like kind of problems with their lives, like even yes. like Plane Strings and Automobiles yes. or Uncle Buck, they deal with like characters who kind of have either like a sort of childishness about them um, in some regards, especially like a Plane Strings and Automobiles, it's kind of like both sides of it, where you have like the extreme cynic 
and you have the lovable total optimist, the dreamer, kind of like right? Up yeah. between each other. Yeah, Del, Del <laughs> dreamer, never yes. lost He's hope silly in that story at all. Right. No matter what happened, no. including the car catching on fire, <laughs> you know. Yes, <laughs> it was like anything that could happen happened, and you know, having to deal with the skepticism of Steve Martin's character in that movie, it was just. And he never lost the smile, and he always kept the good spirits going. Despite he, the fact that his world was crumbling around him. Oh, his world had crumbled around him. You know, his wife had mm-hmm. died, and he was living out of the, you know, basically the crate he was carrying around with him. That was his home. And it was it was just, it was interesting to see. Trying to get by selling shower rings. Exactly. <laughs> So not not hope oriented, but just a, a question I have, and that is, when you all need a pick me up, like you are in dire straits, you you can't, you're just completely encumbered by the looming darkness that is our current state of being, and you just you need to laugh, or you need to escape, or you need to process. What is it that you all go to? What's your movie, your comic, your music, the one thing that you all go to that doesn't really bring you hope, just needs to let you know that it can be Yeah, very easy, actually. (laughs) Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. That's my pick me up. Okay. If I'm like, if it's been a real crap day, the world's coming down on you. I can just turn on yellow submarine and I'm in a happy place for an hour and a half. And, you know, just singing along with the Beatles. It's awesome. What about the other two? What about you um, guys? I think just as a general thing, I, I had one of the, their movies on this list, but I think in general, it's uh, the Muppets. I, I can just like immediately go to either, you know, whether it's like a Muppet clip on YouTube or watching one of the movies or whatever. It just it immediately inspires That is a like, delightful answer. Right. It's so much hope and like in its own way. Like even like the Muppet movie, it's about like a ragtag, like bag of weirdness yeah. finding a family in each other. And Does this extend to the Fraggles as well? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not against Fraggles. Yeah. I'm not Fraggles. Fraggles. <laughs> oh yeah. The other day, the other day at work, I was having no. a pretty crummy day and I put on YouTube and they have 36 minutes of Statler and Waldorf, you know, from the Muppet show. It's just awesome. <laughs> that needs yes. to be your ringtone. It was great. It was good. It was okay. It was awesome. Okay. It was really bad. Boo. Boo. So you respond to all text messages from your wife. <laughs> And yet the hope is Fozzie exactly. keeps doing his terrible jokes and he thinks he'll still work. It's just waka, like waka, waka. <laughs> oh, that's yes. accurate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine's more like this. That explains <laughs> so much now, you know. Uh, it does. It really does. What about you? Month, I, you know what? I lost track of time. I have no idea. Like we're in June. We're in June. But yeah, we have no idea. We all bought calendars when all of this started yeah, so we could physically I, I mark the day off. So, so we- the only way I've been, uh, you know, I don't even, <laughs> you know, I know it's Monday because I have to record and that's about it. Um, uh, but uh, let's just say a month or so ago, I was having a terrible day, a terrible day. And uh, I was pretty down. And uh, without even mentioning it, because uh, my friend didn't know that this was a thing. But he just happened to send me uh, just uh, 
I guess maybe he was zoning into some sort of my brainwaves or something because he just out of the blue sent me a, um, a link to a, uh, a Looney Tunes cartoon. My God, those early Looney Tunes cartoons that were done like, you know, back in the day are, are just amazingly funny. Uh, they're just, and they will make you forget everything. Similarly, yeah, similarly to the Muppets, they will, they, they, you know, uh, this one, this particular one was Bugs and uh, 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 he was going up against, I think it was uh, Yosemite Sam. So, um, but, uh, cause I watched a bunch of them after that. Cause I was like, Oh, I need more of this. It was like, and then I was like, where can I get more of this? Where can I get more of this? I need that HBO max now, right now. I can get some, you know, that, that boomerang fix <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, Oh, so good. Don't you have the discs? Oh, those the clips of the new stuff. The, the clips of the new stuff for HBO Max I've seen have been like, oh wow, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I want to see that. It it's, looks it's like so tough to do, but uh, and I, you know, I don't hate on the newer stuff, but man, that that stuff, yeah, the Chuck Jones, Fritz Freeling stuff is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. That's the great thing about those; those are ageless and those are timeless, and they will take you out of the period you're in and put you back into your childhood or where you first saw that and that's the wonderful thing about that and that's what you want with something like i said yellow submarine or the muppets or something because it takes you out of the moment and it pulls you back to where you were which is pretty awesome on the subject of uh timeless and and classic uh my go-to is uh is probably the three amigos (laughs) The Three Amigos is just, uh, I remember watching it as a child, just like over and over and over again. And it's still one of the most like ridiculously obscure and funny movies I think I have ever seen. And who doesn't love Oh, of course. Chevy Chase. But it's okay. Chevy Chase. Yeah. It's a bit hot. Two out of three ain't (laughs) bad. But yeah, I remember when William was growing up when we showed (laughs) We showed Not him everyone's the, three a winner. the first time. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. Right? I remember William was sitting on the couch. He was laughing so hard when they shot the Invisible Swordsman that you know he almost fell off the couch. He was laughing. It was just it was awesome. And seeing something like that, that's even more memorable to me. His reaction to it also. And whenever I see that movie, that's what I remember. It's pretty awesome. Well, I mean, a lot of those Steve Martin movies from around that age did the same thing, like Violent yeah. Jerk or uh, Man With Two Brains, I think is very underrated in that regard. Um, yes. Or even Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, which is a weird one, but one that I really respect. It's so uh, Yeah, he just, he had that same thing. It's why he's like one of the top tier people who worked with the Muppets. Yes. Because like he was the only one who could like, really match their style. Nope. Absolutely. And his Oh, very much so. Uh, we got a couple more things on from our Facebook group. Um, Robert Snavely, my song is The Ghost in You by the Psychedelic Furs. Awesome song. That is a great, great song. Um, Judy's up there now. Um, hey, Judy. Uh, definitely the Muppets. Uh, and she loves Kermit Hart, she said. Um, (laughs) What is it, Kermit Flail? (laughs) And uh, Dan Clank is up there now. Hey, Dan. Um, and he put Queen Innuendo. It's his pick up, pick me up. 
anything by yeah. Queen will probably. That's a good yeah. Point. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, Robert Snavely then also put Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure for his movie. Um, uh, Dan Klink also wrote, he just was like, ha, just watched Three Amigas for the first time in years. It's awesome. And he said, and his, his kids Love loved it also. Mm-hmm. Not in tremors. <laughs> and both Judy and Dan say hi. So, hi, guys. Hello. Aww. This is awesome Hello. being able to talk to people while we're doing the show. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, of course. Really? Oh, editing. I'm throwing editing out the window this week. It's <laughs> we can eat, unless we curse, unless we say, <laughs> you know, whatever. Stuff yeah, like that. yeah, you're just going to upload it. That's yeah. it. It's gonna be great. Now we're gonna get booted out Facebook. Thanks. No, uh, no I think I only on. said two I've of those. <laughs> <laughs> so it is true, but yeah, so it's pretty awesome though. It's cool, but you know, it's it's awesome that we're Twitter able to, to get together. This is giving me hope. Us talking together tonight and just being among friends. My friends give me hope, and Zoom that's. Zoom does give me hope when it when it's working right. It's a good thing. It's a total plus there, so it's pretty cool. It's certainly better than Skype. Oh, Skype didn't know, give us hope. That week should beep out. We don't talk about the S word here, you know. So it's but it's pretty awesome, and you know what? It's awesome just to you know be able to play around with new mediums, talk to friends, being able to do all these different things, and it's cool. And you know. I'm just going to, I'm thinking, you know, everyone has had a bad day and stuff like that. And just, you know, it's always, you know, what kind of food gets you into a better mood? Because a lot of people eat to get themselves into a better place and give them hope. You know, what's your comfort food? What's your, like, go-to? Damn, that's like. (laughs) (laughs) That's everything, right? (laughs) Do we have hours to talk still? <laughs> cheese is amazing. Yes. Cheese is amazing comfort food. Cheese is your friend. Tolerant and I it is the only thing I will break I will break anything for is cheese. <laughs> I dream about it. Aww. I write whole I uh I was putting together a D D campaign and I woke up at three o'clock in the morning with this ridiculous idea for a tavern. Of course, it's a tavern. Of course. Uh, For the town that they're supposed to start in. And uh, I named it Chaucer's Saucers. And it was going to have an open poetry night. And uh, the entire thing was going to be themed off of, um, like, sauces and, and different things. So, like, the bartender, his name was... Alfredo. Oh, 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 wow. And then I, oh, it gets worse. <laughs> and then I made a whole menu. So uh, there was a porter that they had on tap that was called like Back from the Gravy. And uh, uh, the special was Rue the Day curry or Rue the Day mac and cheese. And then uh, they had a regular curry, which was uh, curry fava and it was a fava bean curry and uh, I came up with a meat but I came up with this literally as I'm sleeping in the middle of the night <laughs> I woke up I woke Robbie up and I said I have the best idea for a tavern I have to go write this down 
and I did. I got up and I went down. And then we never played that one shot. It was really sad. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that I, I was like thinking, <laughs> one of the ones, that, one of the uh, TV shows I was thinking of that puts me in a in a good mood and that is, I think, full of hope and positive energy is, uh, we've, we mentioned it briefly, it was Good Place. And, uh, you know, if you always, you know, it has a great rewatch value because of things like you're talking about the Como, because they've got one of the writers, I think it's all the writers participate, but there's one writer in particular, Megan Amram, and she makes sure that in the background, there's always these like pun names for these <laughs> stores and everything. All and the frozen am- yogurt places. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. Like, they're just like, you just want to freeze frame and just look at everything. Well, that's what they also did in Good Place when, you know, all the different yogurt shops that were there, exactly. how, all the puns they were going for. It was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think they call them they 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 just call them Anrams because they they just uh, they, they they're just so many of them. So yeah, I uh, I think I had a um, I did uh, Waterdeep. I did the Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and my team had gone completely, or my players had gone completely uh, a wall, of course, as they do. And I was just making stuff up, and they ended up at the morgue on like session three. So I had to build this morgue, and I ended up naming the uh, naming the doctor uh, Doctor Formelda Formelda Hyde. Oh, oh, <laughs> <ew. laughs> yeah. Oh. Was there was there a Formelda uh, so, Jekyll too? <laughs> there was not. There was not. She, did, she had an assistant. She had a very mopey assistant uh, whose name was like rigor mortis or something like that, but. Yeah, there's always at least one serious, like, pun-heavy session. I can't imagine no, how you can look no. to <laughs> I told you. <laughs> waka waka. You should watch Roll Dice. It's terrible. <laughs> and she just comes back for more. I do. I do. Wow, that is awesome. I think we are, unfortunately, uh, getting towards the end of our our show here. Uh, Thomas, before we go, did we we get everything on the list? I think we got most of them. I'll I'll just throw one out there that I think um, uh, really does a great job of, like, especially it's the kind of thing I'm talking about where it seems like given the setting, you wouldn't think it'd be that hopeful. But it's one that, like, I've I've watched it several times, especially since quarantine, weirdly, is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I think it's one of the most phenomenal that earlier. examples yeah. of like, you know, that's a great example of like, oh, everyone's in this desolate wasteland of things like everything. Or it seems We're like all going to die. Yeah, exactly. Or as we like to call it, peak into the future 20 years. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's what I was just thinking about. It. Just like, oh, man, even in the situation, what I, what I love about that movie, too, especially is that like, um, you know, it's the classic Bad Max story of he walks into a completely a situation he's not a part of. But he ends up, especially you know, in that case, a group of like very strong, actual like character-driven women. Not like the typical like you know sort of like lazy stereotype, but actually really developed, interesting characters. These women who are badasses but have vulnerability at the same time. Um, and he really like gives the the guns or whatever to them. He lets them lead the situation, and that's something I think that we can all really attach to. And I I cry every time at that ending. I think it's one of the most beautiful movie endings of the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Love that whole movie. That's so good. I, I definitely am due for, overdue for a rewatch of that one. It is a great, great movie. It is awesome, and it does give you hope. And in the words of Jeff Goldblum, "Life finds a way." Yes, <laughs> it does. That's why we're not. That's why we're not growing dinosaurs right now. And then it'll eat you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> We're thinking very short term here. <laughs> Bite size, no pun intended. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you had to go there. You invited me. I just want to point that out. And you're always invited, my dear. <laughs> yes, we will door. definitely have to get uh, get together and do this again. This has been awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, whether you're listening to this on a delay, uh, you're listening to the actual episode, and uh, or you joined us here on Facebook. We, uh, we really appreciate you guys. Very much so. Um, let's take a quick break and we will then close up the show and you know, finish up for the week. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank everyone for joining us. And of course, everyone of, at, who's on Facebook Live, thank you everyone for joining us. This is a first for us. This is awesome. Mikey, do you think it went well enough to continue trying to do this again? Oh, you know, it's like my old coach used to say, keep running that play till you get it right. Okay. So we'll try it again next time. So let's thank our guests this week for being here. Ladies first, of course, Tacoma. Thank you so, so much. Thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. Anything you want to shout out about or anything you want to promote? Uh, yes. I want everyone to stay safe. If you have a curfew, please abide by it. Uh, everybody's rights are intact for the time being. Um, but if you are really looking to make change, look up your local and state government. Uh, stamps are 50 cents if you can't find it. Let me know. I'll send you some. I have at least three books. Uh, but definitely um, changes made by, by making your voice known one way or another. And um, I am a firm believer in protesting to make that change happen. But uh, I don't think that violence is the way to do it, even if that is uh, how things have started. Um, in the words of Michelle Obama, Howard. Nope, I agree completely with that. And of course, Thomas, thank you so, so much. Oh, yes, thank you. It was lovely being on here. Anything you're going to shout out about, like a podcast you'd run or something? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> before I, I would like to echo at least um, what uh, Tacoma said, definitely, especially just, you know, um, if you don't feel like you, you can go out and protest, if you have like certain fears about maybe, you know, catching COVID or anything like that, I would definitely recommend donate to local organizations. That's something that you can do if you have some any kind of spare money. Definitely donate to local organizations that are sort of like benefiting some of these uh, protesters who are standing up for themselves. Um, but in terms of personal things, um, I run a show called Double Edge Double Bill, where we do a good and a bad movie uh, that's randomly selected. Um, it's on the ESO network. You see, it's a bit of hope there because we, we experience the bad and then we you know find the tunnel at the end with the good. Um, and you know we're on you know Facebook and Twitter at DEDBPod. We also recently started. I thought he was referring to the ESO network or something. Uh, well, that's a general thing. Yeah, yeah. We all inspire yeah, okay. that kind of desolate hope okay. at some point. Um, but um, and we're uh, 
uh, at DEDB Pod, like I said, Facebook and Twitter. And also, uh, we started a Patreon recently of our own, uh, patreon.com slash DEDB Pod. Only charging a dollar, and you can uh, vote for certain movies that we do on the show. And also, uh, listen to exclusive monthly podcasts, and including, uh, I sent that over to the ESO Patreon, uh, the Watchmen HBO discussion we did, our first big um, uh, you know, monthly podcast that's going to be available to ESO patrons as well, just as a preview of what we do over there. Exactly. And that should be live by the time this episode goes live to everybody. So it's definitely worth listening to. Very um, cool. I just uh, watched that series uh, not too long ago. So it's fresh in my mind. So I will tune in. Most definitely. And of course, Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. We made it out into the general public and we're <laughs> actually seeing now. So. Yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we'll find out whether it's better to be just heard and not seen. Well, uh, as we like to say, faces for radio. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah, very much so. So, anything you want to shout out about, my friend? Oh man, there's been times where I've wanted to shout till uh, I had no voice. Uh, so, um, but as far as you know, it's all I can say is that uh, I, I just uh, have so much uh um concern and and care and and love for people out there that i just want to uh be able to and i'm still trying to figure out ways to share that and express that um because the messages that we need now more than ever are those of love and peace and and change um and uh so i'm looking at ways of getting involved as well so i'm giving a shout out to people out there to send us ideas i know that there's a lot of options out there um and uh just trying to figure out which one is the right one for me personally uh through this but um i just want again everybody out there to stay safe stay healthy and uh if they're certainly having trouble certainly on an individual basis they're feeling alone um reach out um we've got we've got uh, places that you can reach out to that we post regularly in our show notes. Um, but uh, you know, even if you just want to reach out to Mike and I, we'll do what we can. Most definitely. Um, you couldn't have said it better. You know, it's, we're living in an uncharted territory right now. We're going through so much. 2020 is like, <laughs> you haven't seen anything yet. And it's just like, every time you think it's getting better or that things are stabilizing, something comes up, and that's life. That is just the way things are. But it just seems like in 2020, we're going through it more and more and more. And folks, it's just crazy having to see what is happening on the TV, on the newspapers, in podcasts, in seeing stuff on the internet and sometimes you just need to unplug and walk away and you know it feels more and more lately that i'm not going to open my computer i'm not going to look at my phone i just need to have hope and to listen to some good music or talk to friends or talk to judy or talk to the dogs or just even go for a walk it's just like Everyone needs that, you know, is feeling that. It's just not you. It's just not me. Everyone is feeling that way. And it's part of the reason things are boiling over because they're just growing and growing and growing. And 
people don't have the outlets they have and the officials high above us are not adding to it or helping to it they're throwing flames and throwing you know different you know stoking the fire as they like to say and it's not a good thing and you know think of the good things think of the positive you know think of you know ways like everyone has mentioned on the show ways to help others who need it don't be so wrapped up into yourself that you just have to not help your neighbor not help your friends not help your family not help yourself you have to take care of try to do help however you can it could be something small it could be it doesn't have to be money it doesn't have to it could be just hey i'm going to the grocery store does anyone in our neighborhood need something it's just a way to help everybody and it's a way to reach out to everybody those little things go a long way and i just think you know it doesn't matter who the people are that you're trying to help as long as you're trying to help not try to hinder try to help and that's what we need to look at and like mike said if somebody is feeling overwhelmed in our show notes we have numbers that you can call there's websites out there you're never alone never forget that and if you need to contact somebody if you just need a voice to listen to even mike or myself like mike gordon said we are here for you and you know we're just always, you know, we're an email away and just say, hey, I just need to blow off steam. Please just take care of that. And that's what we're here for. <sighs> okay, I'm off my soapbox now. And okay. thank Can you I guys. Of course, go ahead, Dakota. Uh, if you do live in a state that does do mail-in voting, please make sure that you put in for your absentee ballot. Um, if you are too afraid to go out and vote or if you're concerned that you won't be able to go out and vote due to a possible second wave of COVID coming in the fall. Um, and just be kind. Nope. Exactly. Um, definitely vote folks. That's if you're an American citizen, that is your right. Don't let anybody tell you, you can't vote. And there's too many people out there saying, Oh, don't go outside not to vote. There's ways to do it. Most states have it set up that you can vote through mail and, you know, just to contact your local election office. And it's not too late for many of the states that are still up for it. And definitely folks vote in November, no matter what side of the aisle you stand on vote. This is your right. Don't take it for granted or it will be taken away from you. And that's just the fact in everything. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, next week, we are going to be back, and we are looking at the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim, as Mike had mentioned earlier in the show. And we are going to be talking all about it, and Alex and Ashley are going to be back with us, and hopefully you guys will be too. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Please, 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 Of as we said throughout the show, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones. Just be well, be safe, and we will see you here next time on... Here, Station One Podcast. Peace, and we are done.
Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.